0: Look, you know how this works, people. The views and opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of WTVA, Sister Station, WLOV, or parent company, Heartland Media. One night you go to bed feeling just fine. When you wake up the next morning, your world is upside down. Soon you can't walk, can't properly speak, cannot function, Because of a rare and random illness, you've been knocked down so hard that giving up is the obvious thing to do. But one thing, more than any other, motivates you to get up, get back on your feet, Learn everything again from scratch. And that one thing is your family in and your passion for roller derby. I'm WTVA Sports Director Jim Holder, and this is Fever and Fits, Episode 1. TVA Creative Content Studio in the All-America City, this is Fever and Fits, legendary stories of North Mississippi sports told by the people who lived them.
1: So when you come, you know, you're watching nurses and teachers and stay-at-home moms and therapists and just all sorts of different types of
0: people. That was the voice of Melinda, otherwise known as Melatonin. She's a member of the Mississippi Brawl Stars, and she sat down with producer Don Anderson, along with her team captain Molly, a.k.a. Malicious Resistance, in support of teammate Melanie Walsh. Her derby name is Miss Hippie Queen, and she's the one you heard about in the intro to this premiere episode of Fever and Fits. That's right. High school football in North Mississippi is huge and we'll dedicate plenty of time to those stories in future episodes. Those and plenty others involving all the other youth in high school sports, maybe even some collegiate. But we thought we'd begin with something a little different. If you've never been to a roller derby bout, you're missing something uniquely exciting. It's like a combination sporting event, wrestling show, and party. There's loud music, crazy outfits, roller skating, and oh yeah, contact. Before we get to Melanie's personal story of torment and triumph, here's a little more about the sport itself.
2: Roller Derby is a really niche sport, um, but there are teams everywhere. So there's actually teams in 52 different countries. Um, and it's a game where offense and defense is played simultaneously on quad skates and full safety gear. Um, and the point of the game is to get points. Um, So the jammer is the person who is scoring the points, and there are four blockers from each team on the track at the same time as the two jammers, and they're trying to simultaneously hold back the opposing jammer and help their jammer through the wall to get points. Um, so it's a very fast-paced game. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a derby game that didn't get at least 100 points. So it's a mm-hmm. high-scoring game, and it's very fast-moving. It's two 30-minute halves. Um, so it doesn't take all day to watch it, you know, not like some sports where you have to <laughs> sit for four <laughs> or five hours, <laughs> you know, you're there for an hour and a half, and you have a good time, and you go on with your day. Um, but it's it's a super fun sport. It's really empowering. There is... Of course, women's roller derby, and there's also men's roller derby. So, and juniors. And junior okay. roller derby. So mm-hmm. there is something for everybody in the sport. It takes all body types. All, all, every single type of human being can play roller derby if they want to, and they're dedicated to it. Um, As far as our team goes, because every team works a little bit differently, we have different levels and they're color coordinated. So yellow level is when you just first start playing and you learn the basics, how to fall, how to stop, how to skate. Um, And then you go up to orange and that's when contact begins and we start teaching you how to be comfortable next to people and getting hit and taking hits and properly working with that momentum because that changes everything like you thought you could balance now you're getting hit and it's a lot (laughs) different type of balance
1: Um, keeping that balance through that after
2: that you go to red which is you're basically ready to play you understand the game you know what's going on but we just want to watch you and make sure you're really ready because there is a lot of entries in roller derby and we need to make sure that you're not a hazard to yourself, you're not a hazard to your teammates, and you're not a hazard to the away team when you're actually thrown in there in the game. Um, and then you become rostered, which we also call purple because our jerseys are purple, our team is purple. And then you are an official rostered member, and you, are, you play in our home games, our away games,
1: all of that. So. When you're when you're red level, you can do um, mashups and scrimmages and things like that that are put on um, around the area to get more experience. Um, you're you're deemed safe to skate and safe to do things, but not quite ready to totally play. But you can do like because mashups and scrimmages, scrimmages. and mashups are for fun.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes, mashups are for fun. By the way, these girls have a lot of fun.
2: My name is Molly, and my derby name is Malicious Resistance. Spill that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Here we
1: go. Buckle you should have
2: just anything. said <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Of course, as with any other sports, there are the tough times as well.
1: I've been injured um, four years ago. I broke my leg and completely like ripped my ankle apart from everything so um, that was an injury that I had and like
0: that was during competition I guess.
1: Um, it was at practice and it was actually something just a freak accident that you know I, I twisted the wrong way my, my foot rolled and there we were but I wasn't upset that like I didn't cry at all when it happened I didn't cry at all It wasn't until we were in the ER and they told me, yeah, it's broken and you have to have surgery, that I cried because I can't skate. We had a game in two weeks, Uh and I can't skate in that game. Like, I was not concerned about my leg was broken or anything like that. I was upset because I was not going to be able to go skate in that game. And, you know, through that broken leg, I was still like, okay, when can I go skate, when can I go skate? My orthopedic at first was like, yeah, she's never going to skate again. And I was like, "Uh, watch, (laughs) when can I go skate? When can I go skate? You know, when she cleared me to skate, that was it. I was back skating again. So like even getting hurt doesn't keep us from wanting to go back. Cause it's, I mean, it's fun and it's just, I don't know, it's just addictive. And you know, having these friendships um, and those people support you is, is a lot.
0: Like it is. After the break, we'll let Melanie hippie, tell her story of falling for roller derby, then falling unexpectedly into a pit of despair and hopelessness, and then working her way back.
1: Before he became an icon. Before he became a legend. Before he became the inspiration to many.
2: He was just Elvis. He
1: was just around, you know? Well, he used to ride his bicycle lamp over in there. <laughs> WTVA podcast presents a local look at how Tupelo shaped a little boy into becoming the world's most recognized entertainer. We'll have interviews with childhood friends, visit his early hangouts, talk with those who were around him, and fans from around the world who make the journey to explore the roots of the king of rock and roll. Shaping Elvis. <laughs> Watch WTVA 9 News on WLOV on Tuesdays to see this week's High School Impact Player of the Week. Brought to you by Premier Athletics.
3: I had been playing for a year. Um, I I leveled up pretty quickly my first time. So I did get like a full year of playing on the track before I had this illness. I'm not gonna call it an injury. It was, it was an illness. Um, and just one day I woke up with um, some, uh, some dizziness, some dizziness. And what had happened was my body, basically it was an autoimmune thing. My body attacked my, it's brain instead of the virus that was going on, I had caught a normal virus. And so I was left unable to walk. I couldn't really talk. I didn't have fine motor skills. I couldn't write. It was hard for me to get my hand to my mouth, which was so devastating for me because I've never, not been able to do those things. So
0: this was something that happened after the virus. Right. And after you got over the virus this well
3: was it was something
0: that developed from that or a complication of
3: it? Yeah, well it was it was just a normal virus and I guess instead of getting over the virus, this happened, right? So the, the symptoms of the virus went away as far as upset stomach and just normal, like stomach virus things. But then like two days later, I started noticing that I was really dizzy and that got worse and worse. Um, It was called post, um, post viral cerebellum ataxia. So the virus or my body attacked my cerebellum instead of attacking the virus. And that's just because I was really stressed at the time. And I think my immune system just like got crosswired anyway. So I was left on a walker for several months um, and it took about 18 months for everything to get back. Perfect. As far as the writing, this, I couldn't sing, um, walking without a limp, just different things like that. Um, and so, of course, I wasn't playing during any of that time because I couldn't walk. But what I remember about that time, I had a total loss of identity because I've always been really active. I love to hike. I love to kayak. And I couldn't do any of that. Um, and so I had a loss of identity. But what I really remember is how even I, though I wasn't able to be present at Derby, they were so supportive of me. The team was so supportive of me. Um And uh, I remember the first time my parents and my girlfriend at the time allowed me to kind of go somewhere by myself without one of them there because I couldn't drive to make sure that I was okay was with the Derby team at an away team a game and they were like we assure you we'll take care of her we're not going to let her fall and that was really great because it was the first time I felt a sense of independence again. And I knew that I was safe with my team looking, looking after me, essentially. Um, and then I remember as soon as I got off the walker, I went back to my first bout and they had set up like a, like a fundraiser for me um, and like a truffle board telling about what had happened. And that was really touching, you know, to see them support me in that way. Um, and so it was just, I, I just, I couldn't have. Probably um, maintained my sense of self if it had not been for for my friends in Derby And when I finally did start to try to come back I had to skate on using a a wheelchair Which just devastated me because I went from you know doing these twists and turns and jumps to like having to use a wheelchair I will never forget that was probably like lower for me than a lot of the times during being sick because I wasn't super aware all the time when I was sick but the aftermath was really hard of still not being able to do what I could do, but also not being in the thick of it. Um, so like I said, I'm working on my PhD. It's taken me a long time to try to get back to where I was with balancing that in school. But um I'm I'm finally back to a point in training to where I'm almost back on the track enough, not made it this far since I've been out yet again. And so I'm really feeling like, okay, I'm about to be back on the track. And actually my my roommate and I made some stickers for me for when I do get back on the track. It's going to be really exciting. And it's so funny to see people like my mother or close friends who are like, you're going to go back to Derby after that you are crazy and i'm like well i mean i must be crazy to hurl myself at the ground in the first place yeah. but there's something about it that empowers me yeah. and one of the things we always say is we lift each other up by knocking each other down mm-hmm. and it could not be more true mm-hmm. it just could not be more true um but at today like i said i just leveled back up to red which means i'll probably be on the track in a few months mm-hmm. um, and with every level that I've gone back up, it's been in a, like a huge accomplishment to me. The first time I went through it, it happened so quickly. I, I probably leveled up the whole thing in like three months, and it's taken much longer this time. And it's really letting me know like, okay, your body is back, you know, and that I have persevered. And so it's a huge accomplishment. Actually, the two of them were the ones that tested me this most recent time to be at the level that I'm at. And I just can't tell you, I keep touching that, I'm sorry. I can't tell you how happy that was for me and how much I cried just from knowing that that y'all wanted me to do that, that y'all supported me, that y'all were cheering me on the whole time and that I could actually do it again. That I can do those things like skate backwards and do spins. I remember, actually, I I recently saw on an old Facebook post where I was like, oh my gosh, I skated backwards a whole lap. It took me a long time, but I did it. And those little things have just been huge, huge milestones for me in coming back. I've been out now for about three years since I've been working on my degree. And the team, there's like two people still on the team that I played with the first time. So it's almost a brand new team. And I'm so excited about playing with all of these, not new players, because y'all are old heads at this point. I just haven't <laughs> played in that long. So I'm excited about that. My skills are, are there, but I have, since I haven't actually played in a game in three years, the, the strategies and the rules are, are really what I need to hone in on at this point, which is the we'll polishing you, you know right wow. to me that just feels like polishing and so i do mm-hmm. feel super accomplished by finally making it back to red the team has so many new strategies since the last time i was on the track and that's that's going to be fun y'all will call out like different strategies that you have and i'm completely lost so right. that might take me a little time but i'm excited that's, about I mean, that red
1: though is right you know, learning right
3: Exactly. Learning all those things um, and the rules and stuff. So. You know, it's been interesting the past three years that I've been coming in and out as I could working with school and there's new players all the time who are there just checking it out or leveling up and it's just kind of like I feel like I've been dancing. Like I'm, I'm a, a vet in one sense, I've been with the team for a long time, but in the other sense it's like you're new, you're leveling back up and those kind of things. So that's been interesting to watch as well. I don't think I've felt supported um, for just who I am and how I am by anyone else at any other time in my life. Like I have Derby. Like I have just can come and just be exactly who and how I am. And that's celebrated. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember the first time when I was... um, training up someone said we are just salivating over your body and i know you can't see me right now but i'm up i'm like almost six feet 250 pounds and i was i like did a double take like (laughs) who is she talking to and she was like i'm talking to you when you get on the track it's going to be amazing and i was like wow that's the first time i've ever heard someone celebrate my body type because i'm a bigger i'm like an amazon woman and it's just been so empowering and maybe that's maybe that is the part of it that I just can't kick, like, you know, feeling just so good about myself.
2: I've only been with the team for a little over two years, and Uh when I came, when I started with this team, was when Hippie had just gotten back to the team. Yeah. And I remember, like, you know, everyone who's new is wearing yellow. Like, you know who's new and you know who's not new, because if you're in yellow, like, you just started, right? And Uh I remember, coming to practice, and Hippie's there, and she's wearing yellow, and everybody knows her. And I'm like, why are all these people so, you know, why do they all know her? Like,
3: what is going on? Like, do <laughs> why ever, does she you, have a derby name, and she's yeah, yellow? You know, like, and t- I was like, this
2: girl doesn't, like, what's going on? She can barely stay up on those skates. And, like, I was just so confused, like, you know, how does everyone, like, knows her so well, and, you know, you can feel the camaraderie and the and the, connection between all of them and then I finally realized Like I saw a picture an old picture where you were playing and you were rostered and I was like what the heck happened you know and be yeah. so confused and it's been really great to see her from the bottom like absolute her first practice back was one of my first practices and see her climb back up and make it and fight and with school crazy school hours Crazy stuff like yeah. outside yeah. of roller derby, and she's still trying, and she's still progressing, and she's doing so much, and she does so much stuff. Mm. Like this girl, <laughs> I can't believe she even had time for this interview. Yeah. <laughs> Monday at two well, thirty. Sorry, but going to yeah. happen because yeah. she's always doing something, and she's yeah. into just so many great things that she does, and to see her really try cry. and be so mm. so much perseverance is just amazing, and it's it's been inspiring to so many people on the team. Even if you think that you are the worst, like you have been so inspiring to so many people. Mm -hmm. And especially those new girls coming in who see you fighting and clawing your way back. It's just been a true testament to who you are as a human being, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's been really, really cool to see. And especially now that I'm on training and I have been able to really watch this entire process. It's just been super cool. And I'm so glad that you've fought and mm-hmm. kept going
3: well you're gonna make me cry I know I'm gonna make myself cry. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sweet that's exactly what I was trying to say and you just yeah. articulated that really well <laughs> like it was just a weird feeling being in yellow again when I knew I had been purple and having people who were like why does she have a derby name why are they talking to her in this way and it just felt bad but yeah. it was I did we did I did push myself and and got back, and that is, this time around, obviously, it's a 10 times better feeling than the first time I made it, because I know what I've been through, and I think you you guys do too, and. You you know how far you've come. Right, right, exactly, exactly.
0: I hope you found Melanie's story inspiring. I certainly did, and if you'd like to see her and all the Mississippi Brawl Stars in action, their next bout is October 20th, at the Columbus Fairgrounds. For more info, you can find them on Facebook or Twitter or at MississippiBrawlStars.com. Next week, we'll take it to the basketball court for an amazing true tale from North Mississippi worthy of a Hollywood movie. Fever and Fits, executive producer, writer, and editor, Jason Lee Usry. Producers Nick Boone and Don Anderson. I'm WTVA Sports Director Jim Holder. Subscribe to the show now if you haven't already so you'll be notified when our next episode is released. And if you like what you've heard so far, please leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Until next time, I'll keep you updated on all things sports at WTVA.com and on WTVA 9 News. Thanks for listening.